broadcast. This is your emergency broadcast system. Faces are going to melt and tears are going to flow, and not just your ex, Beard. No, Kelly Clarkson! It is time for the Beard and Bald Show. Well, you're running the show, buddy, unfortunately. Again. Hey. My bro. Hey, be- hey, I got some one question for you, Beard. Mm-hmm. What is the only thing divorce actually proves? Oh, boy. I have no idea. I'm afraid to answer. Whose mother was right in the first place? And Kathy <laughs> is a genius. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my mom anyway, would appreciate that. Absolutely. But that's right, Bald. I am in or Beard. I am in control. I mean, this is because of the last two guests picked who? They picked the Bald. You. They did. And, of course, that is the look we all love and adore, which you have unexcusably passed on, my homeless-looking friend. <laughs> <laughs> but... I am excited today to welcome all of you, friends, to episode 12 of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. And of course, I am your host, Bald. And with me from Atlanta, Georgia, is my partner in crime, the man who exuberates toxic masculinity, <laughs> the beard, Mr. Kerfee Smith. What's happening, the hot stuff? Thank you for the intro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, no problem. But hey, bud, with uh, Valentine's Day just around the corner, um, and kind of tying it with the spirit of today's show, Beard, I got to ask, Uh-oh. are you still in love with me like you were in college? I mean, I don't remember being in love with you, but go ahead. Well, it, listen, all right, a little humility, never hurt anybody. But <laughs> I mean, there are so many reasons a man can get an erection in the shower after an intramural <laughs> basketball game. Isn't that right, Beard? What are you looking at, butthead? Oh, boy. I don't recall that, but, you know, hey, whatever makes you happy. Well, hey, hey, Beard and Ball fans, joining us today is our guest, the CEO and founder of Dreams Recycled, Tiffany Ann Beverlin, during her 15-year, excuse me, her 15th year of marriage, and after a decade out of work, Tiffany was forced to recycle her life. She was repeatedly told she was unemployable since she was out of the workforce so long. After having an amazing dream about problems selling her own engagement ring, she created a company for that purpose. DreamsRecycled.com. That's right, DreamsRecycled.com. It rose up as the marketplace that specializes in selling goods from one's divorce. DreamsRecycled.com quickly became a gathering place for all the divorce community to meet. Today, her site consists of blogs, secondary divorce services, directory, and community zones to assist the divorce community. Isn't that crazy? Tiffany has appeared on AOL News, Fox News, CBS News, and dozens of national publications and radio shows bestowing hard-hitting advice on divorce. Tiffany is also the author of My Dreams Recycled, a certified life and divorce coach. She coaches athletes, CEOs, salespeople. Man, I'm going to need to take a break and get a drink. And military personnel, just to name a few. Her experience from speaking with over 6,000 divorcees allows her to guide her clients to build their best possible new life. Maybe you should hire her, Beard. Yeah, no shit. Wow. <laughs> you made me sound so good. Can I hire myself? Oh, I tell you what. I, I'm just I'm just stating the facts. She believes dreams get broken 
but this allows us to create new, even bigger ones that ultimately, like hers, can and will come true. All the way from Orlando, Florida, guests, please welcome Miss Tiffany Ann. Welcome to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. I'm so glad to be here. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Awesome. Thank so you. Your accent, though, is not from Orlando, Florida, is it? No, I'm actually originally from London. Yeah. I am. Um, Okay. I came here when I was a uh, very, very young and impressionable, clearly, and I ended up meeting my now ex, getting married. Three kids later, I'm still here. Well, everything <laughs> happens for a reason, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, you got an amazing intro, and unfortunately, you know, Scott didn't give me the same. Uh, so yes, Scott, <laughs> my face does exuberate masculinities, and yours doesn't. So you know, again, tell me why your wife isn't a lesbian. Check, please. <laughs> but don't let me interrupt you. I'm sorry. Go ahead and let our listeners know a little bit more about Tiffany. Beard, I see you are still trying to control things. New year, not so new you. But I wish you could take control of that garden of weeds on your face. But don't fret. <laughs> Sit back. I got this. Tiffany, we'll just let him grab a razor, maybe even some shaving cream, rub it in, some just for men, and, and, and I got this. So just relax, Tiffany. Yada, yada, yada. Dreams Recycled has appeared on Huffington Post USA and UK, Fox News, CBS News, Women's World, The National Enquirer, The New York Times, The New York Post, Orlando Sentinel, Chicago Tribune, LA Times, and dozens of radio shows and other publications. Wow. You are also a best-selling author and a contributing writer for Huffington Post, Thrive Global, um, just to name a few, sharing your vast knowledge on divorce. I am so happy you have joined our show, and I know my partner who deals with divorce and the craziness that comes with it 15 years later yeah. is even more happy to have you here today with us. Yeah, well, divorce is forever, so I, I sympathize, <laughs> empathize with uh, Beard, because I know how that is. <laughs> well, just so we're clear, my divorce ended because of religious differences. I wasn't aware of that. What the hell? I didn't what? know that. Yep, she thought she was God, and I didn't. And just like that, she was gone. <laughs> oh, Tiffany. I should back that. I'm going to get in trouble for that. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, uh, does she listen? Uh, Tiffany, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany. Well, it appears my friend and Kenny Rogers impersonator <laughs> needs some of your guidance, Tiffany. But before you do that, I want to run something by you. Uh -oh. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm ready. And we can go with hypothetical or even just as real as it gets. Okay. okay. So my business partner Would that be makes both. That would be you. Okay. Makes belittling comments about me and claims he is just joking. Okay. And <laughs> and it, it almost feels like he really, honestly, is being an emotional bully. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he not only drops like <gasps> subtle insults from time to time, but he often then then he tries to make me look stupid or like I'm overreacting. So Way to go, a hole. It's that haircut that makes you look stupid. I was going to say, is he, is, he a, is he a gaslighter? Cause he has... uh, I like that. Well, you know, good, good jokes to me um, can, you know, oftentimes make me feel like included. But the way that his jokes come across makes me feel very toxic. And so I feel small and angry. Have you, have you expressed this to him before? Have you told him how it makes you feel? No, I'm doing that right now. And uh, he is yeah. small. He's only like five foot five. So I mean, so it's not the eyesight that makes him feel small. And you need new glasses. So, so <laughs> Tiffany, as powerless as I feel in that scenario, what is what do you see here? Like, what is your professional 
um, oh, observation and, and where can you advise well, both of us on this? Well, okay. So this is, this is serious yet amusing kind of advice. Okay. okay. Um, firstly, it sounds like obviously the person, any person who feels good about themselves by putting other people down has their own securities and issues that they need to attend to. Amen. <laughs> and then secondly, if somebody is saying mean things to you and then the, the kind of comeback is always, I was joking or I didn't mean it or you're too sensitive or you took it wrong or whatever it is and it turns it around on you. They are all classic signs of gaslighting. And the people who gaslight are the three <laughs> that almost everyone says my ex is one, which would be a narcissist, a sociopath, or a psychopath. And so on a serious note, those are actually traits that so what those are those again? Three a narcissist? Types yeah. A You're narcissist. a pyromaniac, bro. <laughs> a narcissist, a sociopath, and a psychopath. Yeah, pyromaniac. <laughs> Wow. So, okay. so yeah, so it's probably you got Beard has some issues that he needs to attend to <laughs> and take that out in a healthier way, maybe, and not on you. You kids shouldn't play so rough. Somebody's going to start crying. Well, before we go any further down this wormhole, what is Scott's <laughs> inner feelings or my hell of a divorce? Um, I want everyone to go out to anchor.fm uh, slash bizwithbeardandbald and subscribe to the show while you're there. Uh, and if you'd like to help us and your business, you can hit listener support and we could feature you or your business at the beginning of the show. Also, friends, you can hear us now on Podbean and tune in as well as 10 other major platforms have now picked us up. Jesus, these guys are freaking everywhere. So since you brought it up, I want to ask both of you your thoughts on the Gillette toxic masculinity ad. Um, but hold on, before before I do, before I do, and I know Tiffany's aware of this and Beard, you're well aware of this. I do have to clear one thing up from our last episode. Um, I've got messages from all over the globe, and here's the truth, friends. That was not Patrick Mahomes, okay? Patrick Mahomes did not hijack our podcast last week. That, in fact, was the godfather of fitness, um, who now has been demoted to the grandson of fitness, uh, Mr. Todd Locks. And they have one thing in common. Um, as you'll hear, I'm sure a plug-in, and that is they both sound like Kermit the Frog. Okay. Can, can, can I say can I say three things? So, um, <laughs> Poor with with the government shutdown, um, TSA not available, he just slipped through the cracks and hijacked <laughs> the hell out of our show. Um, so I had to get that out. People were asking, people were wondering. So there, now you have it. Um, but nonetheless, so let's get back question, again. To what was your yeah. question again? Toxic. Toxic, toxic masculinity. Again, ad. last week Todd said, "Again, you need to dial it down, bro." <laughs> again, you're at a ten. We need you about a four. So, well, hey, you know what? If I wanted a, an opinion from a lumberjack, I would definitely <laughs> go elsewhere. I'm going to give you my opinion on this, but I want to hear Tiffany's opinion first. Well, I think it's it's like everything that kind of is going on in America right now and not just America, actually in Europe, too. You know, it's the political correctness to the extreme that there's no common sense involved. Right. Right. And so so there's nothing wrong with being a man. There's nothing wrong with being a masculine man. There's nothing wrong with being any kind of man you want to be as long as you're a bearded man. Sure. Or I mean, just I a very smooth skin, good looking man. Correct. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't think that there's one type of parent you should be. There's one type of mother you should be. There's one type of father you should be. Obviously, we should all be involved, but what that looks like, that's entirely up to you. Right. I, I agree with you. And, you know, I, I knew my friend, you know, knew I had an opinion on this. He probably rubbed that uh, crystal ball that's on top of his shoulders to uh, appear <laughs> in the future and know that I wanted to answer this. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to say three things about this toxic masculinity thing. And uh, unlike our previous guests, you know, I will say three things, not two. First of all. Well, I'm going to hell. First of all. <laughs> This is nothing more to me than another company at what I believe is politicizing a sensitive issue. I think I mean, actually, actually think it's a sensitive issue out there that needs to be addressed. But again, I think it's another company politicizing it, just like Kyler Kaepernick did uh, for selfish gain. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, oh, do you need a hug, Beard? Here's the problem. I mean, you can go back. This is the same company that flaunts women in ads, you know, not a few you know, years ago with skin-tight mm-hmm. leather pants, you know, with Gillette written on the butt. I mean, come on. And now you sit there and tell me, tell me that I should be shaving my beard. Uh, And I don't use Gillette anyway, right? That's that's number two. I don't use it anyway, as you can tell. Uh, So, again, I just think it's 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 part of the whole marketing arc now, though. Everyone's trying to go for the touchy-feely, act, empathy kind of ads. And I think for some companies that that's their core value anyway, and companies who have kind of profit with purpose – but I, it's hard to really buy into all these companies who are trying to go that angle. I mean, it, a razor shaves faces. What's that got to do with anything else? Exactly, right? So, yeah. So, lastly, yeah. I agree with you. I like having a beard because it does make me feel manly, and there isn't a damn thing wrong with feeling manly. So, there you have it. No, I agree totally. <laughs> so, I'm not – I'm going to plead the fifth on that. I'm not going to suggest if I agree or not with you, bro, but uh... – <laughs> You do claim your beard makes you manly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tiffany, you know, a, a wise, wise influencer um, on the Internet once coined the phrase, you can't fake it until you make it. So, Beard, <laughs> your skinny jeans determined that that was a lie. Game over. Oh, no. <laughs> this may be the only possible time in existence, Tiffany, that a person cannot fake it until they make it. Well, let me be clear about beards. I do love beards, right? Obviously, I, I have one. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, we we talked about this numerous times on the show, and I, you know. But uh, just to make sure everyone's clear, what determines a beard? You know, goatees and these stupid-looking chin strap things that you know people shave in their face are just ridiculous. So you guys look foolish. <laughs> just stop, please stop. Either grow the beard or just go home, posers. Not everyone can grow a beard. I actually was having a conversation with my friends about you guys. You know, like. <laughs> A beard is very, it's not subjective, but it's actually physiological, right? Like some people can grow really amazing hey, beards. Tiffany, I, don't mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this really quickly. Okay. All men can grow beards. <laughs> <laughs> Slam. Okay. And I still no, love okay, you, Scotty. So, I, I, lo- I love so, you with all my beard. So, so, Tiffany, what makes him any different than Gillette other than him being a hypocrite? <laughs> Why am I a hypocrite? Well, I don't, I don't know him well enough to really comment on what goes on behind the scenes. But... Well, all we have to do is look at his face and, and what he just said. <laughs> so here's, here's the deal. Three words. Whatever, Harry Slother. <laughs> well, you know what they say, bud. Having a beard and not having a beard seems a fine line between a, being a matador and a rodeo clown. So. <laughs> uh. 
How about how, how about we get to the reason we're all here? I know and, Tiffany's and, probably wondering why she's even here. So let's just get, let's get so a, so, so Tiffany Ann, I really I really want to talk about you. Okay. All right. So yeah, let's do let's do this. A lot of things about myself. Well, let's get into <laughs> Tiffany, right? So Tiffany, so many people have dreams of running you know their own company like you do, uh, or to work for themselves. So tell us what you did before dreamsrecycle.com and how and when and why you started dreamsrecycle.com. Well, I think I was like probably the majority of people who have a lot of kids back to back. <laughs> you don't really know what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you have all these kids and, and you've how given up you your have? career. And I have three. Okay. Underachiever. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> Scott has four and I have five. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. So you, well, I, I was going to say I'll work on that, but no, I'm done. No. Thank you. Um, <laughs> No, but I, so I had all these kids and I don't think you realize kind of as a woman what you're doing. And I mean, you realize that you're having children, that's not a surprise, right? But you don't realize that what goes along with that is there comes a point where childcare outweighs the money you can make and the stress of doing that. And you don't realize in my situation, my ex was away a lot. And so kind of I inhaled kind of the house, the everything and the kids, the in-laws and everything. And next thing you know, 10, 12 years later, I'm getting divorced because one year runs into another. And I had never really consciously given up kind of my career or working. It just kind of happened to me. Um, And then obviously I got divorced. And then you have a very rude awakening because you're like, okay, that didn't go as planned. Let me look for plan B. And you very, very quickly realize that in today's society, corporate America, Nobody wants you back after you've been divorced. I mean, being out of the workforce for that long. I mean, in the in the decade that I was out of the workforce, everything had changed, right? right. It was the decade, you know, at the beginning of it, there were no smartphones. At the end of it, we were on like the third generation iPhone or whatever. Right. And, um, and it was just really, really different. And I was left with like no choices. Well, my only choice was <laughs> people kept saying, do you want to work in a doctor's office? You have a really nice accent. You can just answer the phone. <laughs> and I kind of went, oh, my God, I cannot do that. Nothing that there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you like to do. But for me, I was like, no, I can't do that. And I have three children. So I'm like, okay, how can I find something where I can feel good about what I do? I can make money and I can still be with my children, who at the time were actually quite young. They were six to ten, I think. And um, and so I was completely lost, you know, like most of us are. You're kind of like right. dragged through the hedge and you wake up one day and you're like, oh, my God, what has happened? What am I going to do? It's like and, food trying to enter Beard's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I ha- literally had a dream and I dreamt that I couldn't sell my engagement ring. And I was like, kind of screw that. I'll just sell my ring and everyone else's ring on a website called Dreams Recycled. And um, I have no tech background. I literally did not own a computer till 2010. I have no, well, at the time, no tech skills, no anything. And I was like, you know what, what have I got to lose? And I put on my website, obviously, and I was super, super fortunate. People liked it straight away. They got what I was doing and why I was doing it. And the rest is history. But like, thank God I did that, right? 
Well, yeah, absolutely. One, I'm going to ask you a quick question. So did, did you pawn your ring or did you actually sell it yourself on your own website? Um, I write about it in my book. So I actually took my ring to like my divorce was, uh, I don't really ever talk about my divorce, but my divorce was very dark, very dismal, took really long time, like four and a half years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, and I had taken my ring to a pawn shop and then I had taken it to a jeweler and it was an expensive ring and they give you like between 10 and 20% of the value of the ring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I had one of those, you know, like lifestyle, lifestyle movie or lifetime movies or whatever moment. I'm standing in the jewel. I got the three little kids. I'm just like crying because <laughs> I had no idea. Right. Right. Yeah. Like not told. Like there's so many things people nobody tells you until you actually get yeah. divorced. Yeah. I remember and, I went to go hawk my ring and I was like, yeah, I was really disappointed, too. I was like, man, I thought I was going to get, you know, you know, something out of it and barely pay for dinner the next night. So. Yeah, well, that's that's hey, hey, beard. That's because, as she just said, you went to a porn store. You can't oh, hawk a, a, a oh, oh, well, you were at the porn <laughs> store. <No. laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's 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 kind of change the mood a little, little bit here. Today. Okay. Um, from what I do know, and and based on what you just shared with our listeners, you have not taken the normal path to success, and and that that path that you know that A, B, C, and so on and so forth that we're all taught. Um, and I know from what I from what I've read and and from what you've shared previously, you do have a theory about being self-driven. Can you share with our listeners what that is? Well, I just think it's really important. I mean, I, I spread this message so much because, God, I wish somebody had spread it to me. Like, you know, during my marriage, during being a stay-at-home mom, after when I was divorced, that somebody would say, you know what, two things. One, you're never too old and it's never too late, right? right. Because I remember being 30 and thinking, oh, my God, it's the end of the world, right? I'm 100, <laughs> you just feel like you're done like okay I've been to college I had a career I had all these kids now what do I do so the you know it's a really important message you are never too old and it's never too late and the second part to that is there's no one way to success you know it's not just like you go to college and then you get this and then you do this and you're you have qualifications if you really have a passion for something and an interest in something then Practically anyone, based on that passion, can turn it into some kind of money-making business, I believe. And it doesn't matter what it is. It can be fishing, divorce, you know, exercise, fitness, marketing, whatever you feel really amazing about and really makes you happy, you will succeed at. And I feel like more people need to hear that. No, I, I can, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I can agree more. I mean, all the time, I, you know, I get approached, you know, and we go out and make little appearances and then, you know i was just in atlanta a couple weeks ago and i had two people come to me hey i want to start my own business but i don't know what i want to do and i and first thing i say is well what are you passionate about what do you love to yeah. do what gets you up and gets you going and and like well why i said that should be your business find a way to make money at it that's you mm -hmm. know it's not that hard that's right. Take that passion, be real, realistic, relevant, and then be intentional with all the above. That's that simple. Well, and the days are over where it used to be, you know, you had to be a doctor, a lawyer, a baker, or a candlestick maker, right? I mean, right, you're in it, we're in a society where we're so blessed. You can basically make money doing anything. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and you bring it up before, but, right? You, you were divorced, yeah. right? And it, being divorced probably, you know, 20, 30 years ago is a lot different, right? Oh, if I don't have the oh, skills, absolutely. I can't, you know, I mean, basically you're, we were trading dollars for time. And mm -hmm. uh, now that's not the case. Anybody, like you said, can have a passion and go out and actually do something. So mm -hmm. as scary as divorce can be uh, for some individuals, uh, you know, it, it's not, you know, a closed door uh, type of moment as it used to be. In no, and I... No, and I think that, you know, even when you look at education, I think education is awesome and it's great for the right type of people. But there are a million other ways to self-educate yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, my story is unusual because I am 100% self-taught in tech from website, SEO, branding, marketing. I mean, every single part of my business, my podcast, how do you make a podcast? I literally Googled it. Yeah, we did the same, as you can tell. So, Kirby, yeah. Google, <laughs> Kirby, Kirby Googles himself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no excuse now. If you're interested in something and passionate about it, there's no excuse. You don't need to go to school. You can figure it out on YouTube, how to, wiki, how, whatever it is. There's information readily available for everyone. Well, it's very inspirational because you took your divorce, which is painful, and you turned into something very positive. In fact, you say in a video I saw that divorce is just the start of your spectacular new life. Now that sounds nice, and, and you kind of mm -hmm. mentioned, made you know, made mention earlier that uh, you know, unfortunately, divorce is for life. Uh, and so I would argue, and maybe that's not always the case, as being a spectacular new life. Uh, I'll use my personal experience that I've been going through for the past 15 years. Uh, you know, tell me, tell me, I'm wrong. What can you tell people that are in similar situations like me? Well, I think it's all about perception, right? Perception is nine tenths of our reality. And so there are certain things that you can do as a divorcee to, to make yourself have that spectacular life, whether it's focus all your energy on the present and building the future. I mean, I think what you're referring to and many of us refer to or struggle with is having, you know, long-term situations with exes, with children, with custody, with money, mm -hmm. et cetera, that kind of just drag out through the court system on and out. There's always drama. There's always something. Yeah. And my advice to you or anyone else dealing with that is you have to think of it like you own a house and your house maybe has seven rooms. You, you only have control of six of them. So those six rooms, you keep clean, neat, tidy, however you want, you decorate them how you want. And you have this seventh room in the back, which we all have, I have one, where you throw <laughs> everything you don't know what to do with in your house, right? <laughs> and that's kind of where that energy and that focus on that back room has to be in your real life. So that's where your ex, the lawsuit, the custody, the children, problems, the money, whatever it is, you really Scott. have to try Throw, throw Scott in the back room, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit, I'm a little taken, taken back here, Beard and Tiffany, that <laughs> you would, you would want to be told that you're wrong, considering your divorce brought me out of the room that I was stuck in for 15 years, and I am your spectacular new life. So, um, but anyway, Tiffany, here's what I want to know. Um, at least your opinion. I have mine, and I know Beard has his. So let me ask you this. Okay. Do you feel the divorce laws in this country are fair or do they favor a specific gender? Glad you asked this. Okay. I feel that it's actually very stereotypical. I mean, the good news is that we are moving towards having all 50 states that have equal custody laws for men, which is correct. They should, right? They're not 
her children, they're your children, their children as a couple, right? Absolutely. Uh, but within a within a, the court system, unfortunately, what still tends to happen is money control. Men control all the money, and women control all the children. I mean, and that's a very stereotypical breakdown. But that's still what I see with most of my clients. Uh, men use money as power. Women use their children. And we really need to get away from this from both ends because I think both ends are equally guilty. You know, like even the way that women refer to, you know, they're my children mm-hmm. and men refer to I have to give my money to my ex. Well, it's not his money. It's their money. Right. And um, and I saw it play out with the Jeff B <laughs> who <laughs> laughed. You're banned from this show. No. <laughs> so, you know, you saw it with the whole Jeff Bezos thing recently. I mean, every single article that came up in the news was like, how much of his money does he have to give his wife? And you're like, he, he doesn't have to give his money to her. It's their money. Yeah. And so, and it's their children. So she's not giving him the children. He's not giving them the money. And so I think it's like a learning curve. And I think we are getting better, but we still have a long way to go. Well, and I think some of the laws, and I think we are going in the right direction, but right now in a lot of states, it's just, they're just so, again, I think we talked about it earlier, you know, time, time, it hasn't caught up with, you know, technology and everything else and in the way trends are going. Uh, Bezos, right? So let's bring him up. Yeah. How, they were married for quite a long time, correct? I mean, yeah, twenty-five years. So, I mean, I, mean, I will argue, you know, as a man's, yeah, from a man's standpoint, I would, I wouldn't, I would say, yeah, you know, she's done a lot of sacrifice for twenty-five years, you know, where he wasn't there. And I'm sure he's not there a lot with her, and she's not right by his side, and so she's taken on a lot of emotional stress. However, what the laws I think are really messed up are, and I'm probably gonna get hit for this. Um, is I that, can't reach you, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but no, it's someone who's just who was married five years, six years, and then they keep right. saying, okay, well, you know, they keep coming back every year and every year. And I want more money, more money, more money. As he, as he or she makes more money, uh, that they keep wanting to take. And to me, that doesn't make sense. It's like, well, maybe that guy yeah. or gal is working extra hard to have a lifestyle, you know, for his new family or what have you. You know, but you keep taking it, and maybe he wouldn't have to work that hard and put in those extra hours or have that extra job if he wasn't divorced. Correct. Does that make sense? So no, I get it in the Bezos section. It's, yeah, because it's he extreme. was there for the twenty-five years, right? I mean, that—that's yeah. their money. Yeah, but yeah. So I'll just tap into my. Oh, go ahead, Tiffany. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, but that's the problem with extremism, right? Right. So, so all these. And I'm going to say it's women because stereotype, but let's say it's just mostly women because that's factual. Mostly women who want to continue taking money from their ex forever would be far better channeling that energy into starting their own business like I have (laughs) or doing something positive for themselves because long term, that's their best case scenario to be financially independent and also that it makes them feel dramatically better about themselves and in fact attract even better people to them after that so you know it's a cycle that really needs to be broken also we need to have a lot more companies making efforts to hire returning moms and mothers and stay-at-home parents back into the workforce because it's a two-sided problem that you know it's not just the women that are put in these situations it's the fact that they don't have the opportunities to really be financially independent well i think the one the one word you just used that really stuck out to me to kind of answer scott's question is you know are divorce laws in this country fair or not 
I would say they're extreme. They're for extreme. Yeah. They kind of, like what you just mentioned, they are for extreme cases, right? And mm-hmm. large majority of divorces aren't the extreme circumstances one way or the other. And mm-hmm. that's where the laws need to kind of, I believe, need to be a little bit more, hey, let's take a look at this a little bit deeper than what we just have here. You know, this, this straight percentage and all this stuff, that doesn't make sense in a lot of cases. And they were written yeah, for extreme that. cases back in the 70s and what have you. Right. And you look at European countries, Iceland, Finland are two prime examples. I think Denmark. I mean, they have a system where by law, most of the companies have to hire so many stay at home parents returning into the workforce. Mm. And they have they have dramatically less suicide, dramatically less domestic violence and murders. And people are they're the three like happiest countries in the world. And and I believe that's partly why, right? Because yeah. when you subtract all that drama from the court system and divorce and everything that goes with it, you're creating happier families. Yeah. Well, so is it safe? Is it safe to say that uh, fair or unfair, um, divorce laws are very unfortunately they're not situational. Number one, which they should be, um, and, and number two, there there's just too many stereotypes out there that we need to evolve as a as, as, as a people right because equality goes both ways right if we all want equality and everyone agrees this is a good thing then it has to apply to stay-at-home moms it has to apply to stay-at-home dads it has to apply to parenting it has to apply to money it has to apply to everything you can't pick and choose what you want it to apply to right well as a follow-up you you have a chat room or a group on your website that divorced people can go to and share their stories and use each other for support correct yes. all right yeah well i have to believe given the dynamics and opinion on this matter that at times this can get really heated how often do you have to play referee like like you are today with scott and i um <laughs> how do you handle that because I, I have to imagine it gets pretty inter- it would have to get interesting out there i haven't been out there to look at it but hey hey beard don't act like you don't know what this is and it doesn't exist you're out there all the time <laughs> In the single and fancy free chat room. Um, It's, I mean, I have to say I'm really, really fortunate. I think because what you put out there, you get back. And so we're a positive website for divorce. I mean, that's an oxymoron right there. And, um, but so we tend to attract people who are positive, people who want to move on, people who are reasonable, people who are decent, people who are nice. I don't know. I mean, obviously, people have different opinions. But, um, you know, there's nothing like divorce, unfortunately, or any other adversity to actually draw you to another person, because that's a commonality that, you know, it's a club none of us want to belong to. But once you do, I can have a conversation, as I'm sure you could beard that you know you doesn't matter who you are you have some commonality because heartbreak is a universal equalizer no that's no that's good and i think you know again you you create your atmosphere right so removing toxic people and if you don't create atmosphere of toxic people or let them you know come in there then they're not going to want to be there anyway so no good answer well, I don't mean to stop the show, but we do need to break away for some sponsors. So I'm going to let one of Tiffany's favorite songs take us out if everyone's okay with that. I'm good with that. All right. So we'll see you back here in a second. I don't know why you think that you could help me when you couldn't get by by yourself. And I don't know who would ever want to tell the seam of someone's dream. Baby, it's fine. 
Welcome back to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald, friends. So, Tiffany, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout out, um, and I'm sure he's going to be listening. So, Todd Locks, listen up. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, Tiffany, you said, if I'm not mistaken, your website is for networking, friendship, and support. But did I also see and hear you say dating? Well, I'm a big believer in giving our people what they want. And so, you know, my my website is a really been the evolution of what people have asked for. So they wanted the community area. They wanted the groups. They wanted the um, topics. They wanted to date. They wanted to whatever. And network, obviously. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. The only thing we ask in our community is you're not, you know, sending inappropriate pictures and being completely... <laughs> Never mind, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but same thing. I mean, that's a great thing. How, you know, if we have a Dreams Recycled wedding, that would be fabulous. Right, that would be cool. Have you had one yet? Um, Not, oddly, not um, inside the community, but we've had a Dreams Recycled wedding from LinkedIn. People who both followed me and then both kept commenting about divorce and then they started to be friends and they got married in July. Oh, you're like Chris Harrison on The Bachelor, right? I was just going to say, can all three of us make a commitment to one another right now that we're going yeah. to work our asses off to make this happen and get rid of The Bachelor on TV? <laughs> I'm so uh, sick I, and tired of this Tiffany fake reality uh, actor BS. I, I think, man, Dreams Recycled show would be... That would be kind of cool. That'd be tight. I think it would work. Well, I think the second... I mean, who doesn't deserve a second chance, right? Well, First chance, it's like, yeah, whatever, you all get them. But the second chance is kind of more well-earned, I think. Well, and hearing you say that, Tiffany, is is mind-blowing because I know I know a producer-director for Talladega Nights, and I'm sure <laughs> he would be he would be well-versed and, and willing to step up and maybe put this uh, into motion for us. Oh, well, there's strikes two and three right there. And second chances. My superpowers are coming out. The empathy is just, it's, it's, it's just pouring and oozing here. Uh, you went there. So I'm going to change it really quickly. Uh, yeah. So. I, was like, I was like, I'm praying to baby Jesus right now. Uh, well, I was visiting your site <laughs> and basically you said you can find anything on, uh, on their divorce related. Can you, are there attorneys out there that you can go find and hire? Yeah, we have, um, no, we have any kind of resource uh, resor- resources you need, whether it's divorce lawyer, insurance. I mean, I don't think people realize how many practical pieces you need to navigate your entire divorce process. You need new health insurance. You need new car insurance. You need a new place to live. You need furniture. 
you need a divorce lawyer, maybe a therapist, a coach, whatever it is, we have them. And we think we have some of the best out there. And that's, you know, I'm a fanatical that I make sure that everyone on there I've spoke to and seem decent. If we have any complaints, we take them down. So, um, you know, it's not perfect, perfect scenario, but n- no review based website kind of is, right? Well, let me ask you a little bit of a really quick question for Scott, because I know you want to ask another question, but you, you just may mention you have other therapists and stuff out there and you're, you're a life coach, right? Divorce expert and stuff yes. like that. And you still, but you allow other life coaches or divorce experts on your site and Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm not, for one, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, You know, when people come to us and they want life coaching or divorce coaching, the first thing we do is give them a discovery call and kind of assess what we believe. And if we believe that they actually more in need of therapy, more in need of, you know, psychiatric help Mm -hmm. or in some kind of distress or crisis, we obviously pass them over to people who are more suited to that. But I'm also a big believer on, you know, I might be perfect for you, but I might not be perfect for bald, right? right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, coaching is a bit like dating. You really need to find somebody who fits you and kind of that you feel that you can get along with. And so we have a multitude of them. Well, there you have it, friends. The only thing missing uh, from her website is an online bar, which is under construction. <laughs> yeah, if you can get that sorted out, we'll be really popular. <laughs> Well, Tiffany, um, you're a major influencer on on social media outlets, and that's contributed, I'm sure. Um, if not, you can you speak to that, but to a large um, success of your growth model. So, divorce, much like male pattern baldness, is a sensitive <laughs> it's a sensitive subject for some of us. So, do you play? You know, and and maybe you're not going to want to answer this, you know, and open up all the secrets to the trade and and to you. But maybe I'm hopeful that you do. Do you play off empathy and emotion in your marketing? And if so, tell us some of those secrets to uh, that, that, you know, that you feel drives clients to your businesses. Well, I think we don't play off it. I think that's actually who we are. I mean, my story is true. I created my website to help other divorcees because I felt that during my divorce, there wasn't the kind of positive help and resources all in one place. And let's face it, divorce is so overwhelming. You need kind of a one-stop shop. I don't have time to research 19 places to go to figure out what I'm doing. And um, and as far as marketing, I totally use empathy because that's I am an empath. I mean, that's how kind of I became, you know, I think you find that most people in coaching or therapy or anything do with that have that kind of connection to people where I can talk to people and I can almost feel what they feel. Right. And of course we use that with marketing. It's like a secret superpower to marketing. If you can emotionally connect with somebody, if you can make them laugh, if you can make them cry or you can make them feel, then they're your people. I knew I had superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, I don't necessarily want to know what you make people feel. <laughs> I think I'm really clear about that. <laughs> well, since we're on marketing attack, we see that in technology industry, there are, you know, there's not a lot of women in this industry. And I know you've talked about this uh, in the past. Um, it's not talked about a lot. And there are very, very few female founders in tech. So why is that? And do you see a shift happening? 
Well, I mean, there are just very few female founders. I mean, there's less than 17%. I looked before I came on here for that number. Um, Less than 17% of any startups or companies are started by female founders. And even worse, and I know this from my own experience, but I'm lucky, I guess, less than 2% of female founders ever get any kind of funding. Really? Wow. Yeah. And that's because... That's because VCs and funding groups and venture capitalists and private equity and all these majority of the people who do it are men and men feel more comfortable lending money to other men. Pigs. <laughs> I didn't say that. I've actually found some really good men in the so industry. We haven't got any that, funding. That, that's factually Cause, true. Because you're a pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a shame, and I, I can't even tell you how much I love what I do, and I tell people all the time. God, if you have any interest, I tell my my boys uh, are in college, and I tell all their female friends, I'm like tech. Like, there's no other women in it. It's really, really fun. It's really interesting. You meet amazing people. And you can basically do anything within that realm, like we were saying before. Like, whatever your interest is, you can, you know, if you like fashion, if you like whatever it is, you can somehow make it tech company, put it online, make an app, you're good to go. So, Tiffany, with, with, with that said and that diverse group of people that you work with, who besides people with beards are the most messed up and why? <laughs> well, nobody is messed up. I mean, the d- divorces are all, and people generally anyway, we're all works in progress, right? There's no, there's no winners and losers, and I don't believe any of that. We're all just doing the best we can. But um, historically, like, or not statistically, actually, the three biggest divorce rates, um, the demographics for those are professional athletes and sports personalities is one group. Um, the military is another group. And anyone in the airline industry is the third group. Okay. And if you think about it, it's obvious. How can you be in a marriage if you never see somebody? Right. They're all high kind of separation industries where you spend a lot of time away from your spouse. And over time, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and that brings up a, a good point because we had a former CEO on our show that says a lot of successful driven people um, have self-esteem issues and they self-sabotage their life or their business. Um, do you feel that's true and why or why not? Well, I think really ultra successful people are really interesting, right? They often are really, Thank really you. brilliant at one thing. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, they're usually really, really brilliant at one thing, but kind of almost to compensate, they're often lacking in another. So, so they could have really so high. <laughs> they could have really high IQ, but really low EQ, or really low EQ, but really low IQ. Or they're really good at something over here, but you know, over here it's kind of a bit of a mess. And so, I do think that the higher the kind of on the success level you get, you're so used to being so good at whatever you're good at that it actually is more detrimental to you when you get divorced, when other parts of your life fail, because you're so used to being able to succeed and fix mm-hmm. it. You don't, you can't kind of resonate that God forbid somebody had left you or your marriage had failed or somebody cheated on you or whatever it is. It's just like serious ego crusher. Right. Well, let me follow up to that question by asking, besides going bald and shaving, what else can people do to prevent self-sabotage or overcome these inadequacies you're saying? Well, I think 
I think too many people focus on one area of their life too much, right? I think that when you look at really, really happy people, really kind of content people, because I love the word content, right? That's probably what we should all aim for most of all, is they have figured out that every single part of their life needs attention. So career needs attention, family needs attention, children, relationships, work, whatever. And so anyone who is putting too much energy into one area, and usually historically that would be work, (laughs) needs to really reassess that because, you know, it's a puzzle that is actually quite fragile and if one piece falls out of it then multiple others tend to fall out of it and so they really need to work on realizing that life is not just the one thing they're really good at and make sure they're paying attention to the other parts so you notice beard she did not say poke fun make jokes belittle (laughs) other people in your lives to to help you feel more adequate all right i'll work on that Okay. Yeah, no, don't do that. So Tiffany, I, I know a guy. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> he he needs to recycle a dream of his. Um, in this dream, kind of similar to yours, but yours was real. His is somewhat of a fantasy. It's convinced him that growing a beard would make him more manly. <laughs> now, you have this book called My Dreams Recycled. Can you tell all of our listeners um, and us about the book and where we can get it? Yeah, it's available at all the usual suspects, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, etc. But um, it basically just tells the story, not of my divorce, because nobody wants to hear that, right? But the part from when I kind of had the dream to probably like two years ago so the first kind of two years after my actual divorce on how I recycle my life and so it's a based on a true story book (laughs) and uh and it gives a lot of practical advice on you know how I went from basically a total mess because I was (laughs) to the CEO of my own company that's fantastic but you also have your own podcast right so who's your audience and where can we subscribe what's the name of the show um, of course, the show is called Dreams Recycled. Okay. <laughs> and um, we talk to people who either help divorcees in some way or divorcees who have recycled their life for the positive. So you, it's either informational, you get information from experts, or it's um, inspirational and you get to like basically find hope from listening to other people's story of success after divorce. Fantastic. And uh, where can we subscribe to that? Where can we find it? Um, that's the iTunes. iTunes? Okay, great. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, this has been an absolute pleasure. And before we go, I'll, you know, we did this last week, and I you know, I kind of had fun with it, and I want to play a game of 10 questions with you. So if that's okay, are you ready to do this? <gasps> okay, I'm going to be brave. Okay, yeah. this is just a way to get to know you a little bit better than already what we have. We kind of got to know you from a you know, business perspective. But this is going to be a little bit more personal. So we're, I'm going to ask 10 questions. Just you know, answer the question as fast as possible, the first thing that comes to your mind. I feel the need... No fear, no limits. Come on, Tiffany. You you ready? Yeah, I cannot be held responsible for what I say. Go. (laughs) All right. Favorite food? Potatoes. You do realize that's nuts, don't you? Potatoes? (laughs) Well, you can bake them, them, fry them. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with potatoes. I don't think there's anything wrong. I just never, I don't think, yeah, I just didn't see that one coming. Um, Favorite band or artist? Oh, wow. I'm going to have to say Rob Thomas. Really? 
That is yeah. my favorite. I have no, seen Matchbox 20 like seven times. Are I, you serious? I, I kid you not. Okay, so next time he's in Orlando, because he grew, he went to high school in Orlando, so they yeah. usually get lost. So you should come down. We'll all go. That would be fantastic. Love Matchbox 20. Uh, great great yeah. answer. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> favorite thing to do for fun? Travel, right? Nothing yeah. as good as traveling. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's good or bad. It's always good. <laughs> uh, what's on your playlist right now? Oh, everything from like 80s, The Cure, Madonna to weird stuff my kids listen to that I don't even know what it is <laughs> <laughs> um, and everything in between except for jazz. I'm not a jazz fan. I don't like to sleep. <laughs> okay. Who's your biggest influence? Um, I don't really have one, but I do actually like Ariana Huffington because hmm. she actually started her company after her divorce and she is a woman in tech. She was one of the first people to do everything digitally and she's actually a really big supporter of other women in business. And she obviously I've blogged for her at Thrive and a Huffington right. Post and she just she's just a really actually clever, nice woman. And what's not to love about that, right? right. Yeah, no, good answer. Biggest fear. Anything up high. <laughs> what was that? Oh, yeah, anything up high. Like, okay. Yeah, like I don't want to throw myself out of a plane or bungee jump or like I saw a glass bottom swimming pool out of the top of this hotel yeah. that people were walking in. No. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Sound of Music. Really? Oh, that's my wife's favorite mu uh, movie. That's my dream. I want to find a widow with seven children and learn to make clothes out of curtains. <laughs> Uh, wall or no wall? Oh, okay. So as a legal immigrant, I'm going to have to say wall. But as far mm. as whether a wall actually works, I don't know. But as okay. in... I will build a great, great wall. There needs to be border control. Wow. But what form that is, I'm not sure. Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, okay. So if I can have the intelligence of Tim Russett... Okay. From Meet the Press, remember yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed yeah. away, like sad. The sense of humor of Conan O'Brien, and if he could look like The Rock, that would be like the perfect <laughs> man. So well, you're Scott, in luck. Scott did not get mentioned in this, so. Uh, <laughs> who, who's your favorite podcast that is not your own? Um, actually, Conan O'Brien needs a friend, okay. and I, I'll volunteer to be his friend. She didn't take the hint, Scott, right? Um, no, not at all. <laughs> we need bigger bait. All right. Hey, Tiffany, I've really enjoyed it. We both really enjoyed having you on and sharing your story and your journey. Thank you so much for playing along, and we'd love to have you back. Much love and success to your future. Thank but you. It's been a pleasure. But Tiffany, the pleasure uh -huh. doesn't stop there. Before we <laughs> let you go, oh, yes. we need to ask you one more question, and we do this to all of our guests at the end of the show. You cannot imagine how high the stakes are this year. We ask all of our guests which look they like better, beard or bald. Oh, so, no, wait, no, wait a second. Oh, oh, here we go. Depending uh -uh. on no, so she knows. I want to make sure she knows all the rules. Depending on what our guest picks, beard or bald, the answer will determine who hosts the podcast next week. And as my friend mentioned, the stakes are higher. At the end of 2019, if I win, well, when I win, with more picks of beard <laughs> like I did in 2018, Scotty has to grow out his comb over and grow a beard, or at least attempt to grow a beard. But, Tiffany, when I win, and that is <laughs> when I win, my bearded friend will have to shave his beard off 
and shave his beautiful thick silver locks well i don't know how much of those locks are left but <laughs> he has to shave his head as well the clock is ticking and as of now we are keeping score oh wow all right so tiffany uh, what's it gonna be beard or bald oh my goodness the pressure the pressure right. Okay, I already said that I liked The Rock. He is bald. So to even it out, because I don't actually have a preference because I'm politically correct with everyone. <laughs> no, actually, I do like beards on some men. I think it looks good on you. I like bald on some men, but I'm going to go with beard. Wow, I didn't see it going that way. So I'm so happy <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much for picking the right answer. Um <laughs> I just want to remind everyone to subscribe at anchor.fm uh, slash bizwithbeardandbald and then share it with your friends on your social media pages. Again, thank you, Tiffany, for joining us today. Go out to her website, dreamrecycle.com, read her book, uh, which you can get on Amazon, um, listen to her podcast, which is on iTunes. Um, am I missing anything else, Tiffany, that I can promote? No, that's it. I am everywhere on every social media under Tiffany Ann or under Dreams Recycled, so find me. Fantastic. Thank you again so much. And remember, every genius idea starts with a stroke of a beard. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and this is bald here. I was totally, totally taken back by our guest selection. So I'm um, so sorry. I feel horrible, guilty. I, you should feel horrible and guilty. Um, where's the empathy for the, <laughs> those of us who you know go bald? But anyway. Um, I have to audible how I'm going to finish the show, Beard, and unfortunately, that's going to affect you. So, <laughs> as in your case, most of your not-so-brilliant ideas start with the saying, hold my beer and watch this. But uh, <laughs> there you have it, friends. Another show is in the book, but never fear. Beard and Ball will always be here. So, until next time, friends, same bald head, same beard channels. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Have a successful day. Stay bald, regardless of Tiffany's opinion, and stay beautiful. Hey, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you are very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.